Welcome to episode three of the Closing Time Podcast. I'm Joe McGuire along with Abby Bro. And Abby, you take your you take your business very seriously. Tell me in all. In that you are you're always early. Mm-hmm. Like significantly early. I try to be. I try to get there a minute or two beforehand. Mm-hmm. That's always kind of been my thing. Yeah, and so, many people do. So this morning you you texted me early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll see you at eleven. Yes. And I decided I was going to get to the studio early today mm-hmm. because I'm I always show up after you do, and it did not work out. Well, it did work out almost. It didn't is what I mean to say. I couldn't find my key fob. Yeah, because it was in my coat, mm-hmm. which I couldn't find. <laughs> and you don't need it today. It's a beautiful day, right? It's a gorgeous day. Yeah. I actually found it in my car. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> when I got here, and I was a little bit early, and you, you were late. And I was. With a good reason, though. With a good, Well, yeah, with a good reason. Um, so we have a small child, um, one and a half, and so is a car seat. So sometimes there's um, a little issues with, you got the kid today, you got to take the mom car, which is the car that I drive on yep. a regular basis. Um and so today I had showings and this and that and whatnot. Um, so I had to take the Batmobile, which is my husband's car. <laughs> a little Acura. It's a cool car. It's all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is that I get in it riding E hard. Oh, my goodness. Totally hard. So I, But I'm coming from um, New Haven to Manchester, right? Yeah. On E. And I got... I got so close and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm feeling that this is going to end very badly. So I, I pulled off, you know, got <laughs> got the gas, got the gas. So, yes, I was maybe 10 minutes late, uh, maybe a little more than that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's kind of the realtor's worst uh, nightmare when they got 10 or more showings scheduled yeah. with zero time in between. Um, and you're riding on E. So being a realtor, you have to make sure you're always gassed up. You got your snacks, you know, you got your little map out ready to go. Um, so, yeah, that's how I normally do Two my weeks business. ago, I had to take my wife's car to do some showings, and mm-hmm. I literally had to stop in between showings no. to gas up. Because my wife always keeps her car on empty because she's not a realtor. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> now, there was some big news this week. I know, pretty exciting. Uh, several bills that CTR opposed died in committee over the past several days. Uh, the proposed new buyer's conveyance tax. There was a proposed new license for real estate leasing and a proposed increase in the renewal cost of occupational license fees. Before the show is out, we're going to talk to you about maybe why these things were even introduced in the first place, because there there might be a bigger reason behind it. Now, the Educational Committee voted to support a version of the school regionalism proposals with elements that were revised by our governor and supported by CTR, including no mandates, no penalties, and creating recommendations only for voluntary adoption. Uh, There's still other bills and and other things that are going to require some action over the next couple weeks and months. Uh, It's a good idea to get your CTR text alerts by visiting Mm -hmm. ctrealtors.com backslash text. A lot of stuff going on here in the state of Connecticut. We've got a budget crisis, and as they look to close up the budget crisis, they're looking at everything. Right. And for the first time, realtors are in the crosshairs. And we're going to get into that before the show is out, Abby, because yeah, good. some things happened yeah. that maybe shouldn't have. So here, here is some good news, though. 
Uh, technology obviously has been, you know, I mentioned kind of growing up during the 80s in a real estate office. And I remember when MLS was a giant binder. Mm -hmm. uh, so technology obviously is great. 87% of all buyers purchased their home through a real estate agent uh, in the last year. 92% were buyers 28 and younger. This is according to the National Association of Realtors 2019 Home Buyers and Sellers Generational Trends Report. Well, the biggest benefit people found in using a real estate agent uh, during buyer's home search was that they helped to provide understanding the process, which, yeah. as you know, has gotten extremely difficult, more difficult in the last 10 years or so. Yeah, and it keeps changing, honestly, all the time. I think we talked about that last time, actually. Yeah, and again, I mean, my thought is, is you know, if you're taking your real estate advice from your parents who bought 20 or 30 yeah. years ago, they don't know what they're talking about now either because it's all changed. Mm -hmm. And it changes even from, you know, county to county as well. Here's one of the top things buyers want with their agents, pointing out unnoticed features or things that are wrong with the property. Mm which is something I have always done. And I don't know if it's because I'm a good realtor, a good person, or if I just can't help point out stuff Pointing that's out things bad. just because you know? I don't know. I don't know which <laughs> one it bad. is. You don't want that. It probably is. So there, I, I, I do that as well, but I also have my disclaimer, but you need to get that checked out by a professional. You know, I'm a realtor. I'm a real estate professional, um, but you need to talk to a home inspector or, you know, an electrician or whoever needs yeah. to look at that. Uh, referrals continue to be the most important way to get new clients in real yeah, estate. and then you give out the referrals. Most buyers, regardless of their age group, found a real estate agent by receiving a referral from a friend, a neighbor, or a relative. So, mm -hmm. and this is why it's so important as a realtor to not be afraid to ask your clients during the process and then after the process if they could refer you to any of their friends and family. Mm -hmm. Most of them are happy to do so. 68% of buyers interviewed only one real estate agent. That's so crazy. that idea that they're going to bring in a whole bunch of agents and they, they want to go with the person that's referred to them by somebody else. And, right. and I think as long as you could sort of live up to the hype, <laughs> whatever that hype might be, you yeah, should you be in pretty good too, shape. You know? yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of the char characteristics buyers say they value most about the real estate agent. This is a no brainer. Honesty and trustworthy. Uh, and then experience and reputation, obviously, also very important in uh, finding the right real estate agent. You certainly don't want a real estate agent that's known as like a shark. Right. Or someone that just runs people into homes. Again, for I think for a lot of people, especially people who watch the, the HGTV shows, you know, there's sort of that thought of like, I'm going to show you three. Yeah. You could pick the, the fix me upper. You you know what I mean, and and it's obviously not like that. You know, no. I think most of us have had that at least one client where we've shown in excess of fifty homes to. That's a lot, and everyone it's will possible, tell you that you're yeah. out of your mind. Uh, I had a guy who I showed houses to for two years uh, oh, yeah. down in the greater New Haven area, mm -hmm. and um, this guy literally could find something wrong with new construction. Old house, whatever it was, this guy hated it for some reason or another. Yeah. I literally, so I got a Zillow lead randomly um, the day I found out I was pregnant, right? Um, it was a crazy day. Yeah. But this guy reached out to him, so, so friendly, wonderful man, um, knew exactly what he wanted. Um, what he wanted did not exist at the time, but we still went looking. Um, we looked for an entire nine months. Come on. 
<laughs> the day he found the house and he's like, Abby, this is it. We're going full acre in Milford. We're going getting. I want this now. And I'm like, oh, funny. I'm giving birth right now. Come <laughs> I'm on. Literally in labor. Um, so thankfully, there was someone on our team uh, at the office who I was able to um, have show it to him and he bought it. Yeah. What an incredible story. I know. And he's great. He's wonderful. So he's been in there for um, over a year now. Um, it's been maybe like 14 months. Oh, he's wonderful. Yeah. Did you name and the your, referrals are coming. Did you name your son after him? I didn't. I should have. He's such a great guy. But you know what? Um, would have locked in those referrals it going forward. <laughs> I did um, name him after my tax guy. And you I don't did, want even smarter. And I did get a discount on my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> It's totally worth it. Yeah. Your son, Mr. H&R Block, is adorable. Yeah, thank you. He's so cute. Um, you know, now, now, obviously, again, I just mentioned technology. Sometimes, though, technology is not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, not if you're spamming people. No. You got to be careful Nobody wants of that. that. Two South Florida brokerages have been sued over the use of automated tech services to market their properties, which the lawsuit says is a violation of federal anti-spam laws. The suits are both seeking class action status. Now, if granted, the proposed allegations could then potentially cover, get this, anyone in the U.S. who has received an automated text message from the brokerages in the last four years. That's crazy. Neither brokerage, we don't do that, mind right? you. We don't. We don't do that. And uh, I don't know if it was on the list of things to do in 2019, but if it is, let's cross, cross it, it out. Because, yeah, it's bad news. a hard news. cross out. Uh, the victims uh, both claim that they were victims of this automated telephone dialing system. They got thousands mm. of unwanted text messages in a very short amount of time. But you know what? I get those all the time from people trying to get me to market with them. I actually, and you know, funnily enough, I actually got a text message that was a spam from one of those lead source marketing things, but it was a group text message. So I don't wow. know. There were like 14, 15, 20 people on this group message. I don't know who they were. It looked from the phone numbers. There wasn't people all from Connecticut. Um, and they kept texting, stop, stop, opt out, opt out, opt out. So Hilarious. I was in this like crazy chain, horrible nightmare of a text message for maybe three days. <laughs> I got a text the other day about um, some firm offering 100% commissions mm. and they paid cash for homes or whatever it was it 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 didn't feel good oh you didn't jump on that no i didn't <laughs> it didn't it didn't feel right the yeah whole but that thing. that whole thing that's annoying not to mention all of the spam calls that we've been getting oh my gosh constantly and we're realtors we have to pick up the phone that is you know true. not only you know if it's a 203 860 because they can you know spoof them have you had it where your own number calls you yes yeah not a lot, but I, I'm That's like, a good mm, one. this is wrong. I looked at that and I was like, I will not answer this one. Yeah. What kind of matrix is this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the two largest sources of mortgage money in the United States want self-employed loan shoppers to know that their chances of getting a home loan have increased. Mm. How about that? Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have rolled out automated underwriting technology for lenders uh, that'll take a lot of the guesswork and risk out of the approval process for mortgage applications of the self-employed. We've all had those self-employed yeah. uh, clients. and You need two years. Yeah, it, yep. it, it is tough. Uh, one of the reasons lenders have been reluctant to approve those loans is if you're self-employed, it's expensive, time-consuming, and labor-intensive to gather and analyze the paperwork needed to verify your income and gauge your risk. 
It's much easier and profitable to process applications of wager-salaried employees who get a W-2 issued by their employer, obviously. Uh, but this new technology incorporated into the company's automated underwriting uh, enables lenders to analyze the paperwork quickly and accurately so they can come to a decision any fraction of the time that it used to take with far less speculation involved. So some good news. Yeah. We like that. Yeah, because we want people to have businesses and, you know, have their own business and employ people. And we don't want them to, you know, have a hard time buying property because of it. Well, you know, and it's unfortunate because, you know, there are cases where people who are self-employed mm-hmm. make really good money. Yeah. And they can afford something really nice. Mm-hmm. And obviously running into that situation where you can't get them alone, you know, where you got to wait, kick the can down the road for a bit until mm-hmm. they've been wherever for you know nobody wants that so some some good real estate news love it which is very exciting uh you can get all sorts of real estate news and so much more at closingtimepodcast.com also make sure you head over to facebook you can click on the closing time podcast page and be amongst the hundreds of people who have already liked the page hundreds you could follow us on Instagram, Joe McGuire, 629, or Abby B. Realty. We're actually also on Instagram as Closing Time Podcast. I did not know we had done that. Oh, I did it. Even more fantastic yeah. news. Just a little, a little gift for you today. But this is our third episode, right, Joe? That is right. This is number three. Yeah. Yep. Hard to believe. One, two, three. Here we I are. I know, right? Yeah. So here's a question, Abby. Who's buying homes these days? Everybody. Well... The most likely person to purchase a new home, according to the National Association of Realtors, is people between the ages of 54 and 72. So maybe not everybody. Not everybody. (laughs) And not who I thought it was going to be. That's so interesting, right? Yeah. uh, Many buyers, 38% uh, who purchased new homes, say they were looking to avoid renovations or problems with plumbing or electricity. Uh, So these older these older people, these older folks, this mm. older demographic is. As Are you, know. you seeing that in your business, though? Um, I have not. Okay. I have not. Uh, and, and here's the interesting thing about that is that these these folks that are buying these older homes are looking for newer construction homes that uh, have less issues or, or could possibly have less, yeah. less issues. Uh, younger people also seem to be going that way. 74% of buyers 28 years or older and 51% uh, between the ages of 29 and 38 who bought homes said they did so to avoid renovations. Yeah. Which is significantly less than the older buyers, age 64 to 72, who said their primary reason to buy a new home is because of the ability to choose and custom design features. Mm. So I think if you've got more money, you're more apt to buy something where you kind of, you, you like the you like the base. Yeah. You know, but you got bigger plans and you could turn it into whatever you want. Right. Um, I actually have um, a client that wants to build a solarium. Really? Yeah. Which is really cool. So he bought a, a home that, right, he liked the base. Okay. But he knows that his, um, you know, what he can afford is out there, but he, or I'm sorry, what he wants, he can't afford. Right. Um, so he's going to, he's buy, buying the smaller home. And then adding on to it. So one of the things he wants to add on to it is a solarium. Um, another thing is another bedroom for perhaps a, a larger family. Um, so, yeah, so I guess I am kind of seeing this. But the solarium he's going to use as passive heated room. So he's going to use it ultimately for a yoga room. Now, actually, Isn't that cool? That is really cool. Yeah. I would love a yoga room. Yeah, because he wants it hot, but he doesn't want to pay to heat it. 
So right on. yeah, passive home heating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have an older client. Uh, she's in her 60s mm. and she is looking for something in tip top shape that has a room where she could do her crafts. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Good for her. So, yeah. So that's a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think that should be too hard to find. No. No. You no. Know? Yeah. A little extra room there. Do some crafts. Mm-hmm. Um, buyers who purchased a previously owned home. What are the top influencers tended to be a better price? Yeah. So we're only buying we're only buying homes that have been passed down through the generations if the price is right. Mm-hmm. Studies show new homes tend to be about twenty six percent more expensive than an existing home. Hmm. And there's a reason for that. Although, you know, I'll tell you, I've been in a couple of homes recently that are not newer. But my goodness gracious, they they might as well have been. I've been seeing a lot of like really nicely renovated homes, well cared for. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, one of them was about tw- I think it was twenty eight years old, hmm. and I would have thought it was built like five years ago. Oh wow. Oh yeah, everything about it was like insane. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens. Yes. Uh, here's some interesting information. Uh, I don't. I saw this article and I was really excited about it. Newington, can I, I live in Weathersfield. Mm-hmm. I drive through Newington every single day, and uh, literally every single day. And I like the people of Newington. They they seem like fine folks. There have been <laughs> there have been some UFO sightings in Newington. Okay. More than some. Yes. There have been 17 reported UFO sightings in 2019, three of them in Newington. But get this the UFOs were spotted in Newington March 11th, 17th, and 19th, mm-hmm. which is right around St. Patrick's. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even realize. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just wondering. But if you're partying <laughs> six days before. Oh, maybe. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. We had, this is unbelievable, 93 reported UFO sightings in 2018 here in Connecticut, mm-hmm. 70 in 2017. And as of right now, Newington is the only one where there's been multiple sightings. Yeah. What do you think it is, Joe? Uh, I mean, other than perhaps. I'll tell you what I think. St. Patty's it, Day. I think, you know what it could be? Mm-hmm. Like, no joke, drones. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I. Mean, I during We're flying the, drones all the time yeah. for real estate. During the summertime, uh, I've been in ground pool, mm-hmm. you know, big fence around it, private. And uh, drones, constantly, two or three drones a day fly over my house. Really? Yes. At one point last year, there was a drone in the distance just sitting there. And my wife and I were like, is that a star? Is that a UFO? Was it in daylight? No, I only could see it at night. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was like it, it was a it looked like it looked like a glowing light bulb. Okay. In the middle of the but it didn't move. I didn't realize that drones have lights on them so they can see at night. Yes. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. And they do have cameras and uh, you know, in case anybody doesn't know, yes, the cameras yeah. can be moved even in flight. Hmm. So Okay. You know, if you're out All there right. doing any skinny dipping at the pool. <laughs> You see the drone, you might want to just want to just your dive big right in. in pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so Newington. Yeah. Well, we're gonna watch that. 
Maybe probably. there'll be an update actually, in you know coming episodes. Now that I'm thinking about it, where I was looking actually was in Newington. Really? Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. I think I'm going to just solve You should make a case. phone call. You should make a phone call. I might have to. Yeah. Now, one of the other places I spend a lot of my time in is Farmington. Mm-hmm. And oh. some great news out of Farmington. The house that is, is is was just most recently owned by 50 Cent, 50 Cent and before that was owned by Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. has finally sold. 12 years this bad boy was on the market. So the next time your client's like, this thing ain't moving, yeah. show them this listing. 12 years and a $15 million price cut is what <laughs> finally moved this 51,657 square foot residence. It is under contract for $2.9 million, which is going to be a fantastic payday for whoever that agent was. It's an 84% discount from the original listing price of $18.5 million. 84%. Yes. Have you been to the house or seen the house? No, but I remember hearing about it. Went to a party over a decade ago. Did you? I did. Right after he moved in. Yeah, the record label they had. Uh, so he invited you personally? Was not like me personally. Facebook invite? He invited or? a few of us. <laughs> uh, a couple of us in the radio station got to go. Oh, that's so neat. Yeah, it was pretty cool. The house is absolutely unbelievable do you think it was a steal at 84 percent of the list price <laughs> yeah no uh 50 cent paid 4.1 million dollars in 2003 wow he dropped six to ten million in renovations on the property and obviously he wanted to get all that back yeah but of course that's not how it works sometimes um some renovations you just don't get back you know you don't coop that yeah you know uh here's the other problem with this house mm-hmm. with maintenance heating ac and all the other utilities 50 cent was spending about seventy thousand dollars a month on his bills wow. just to maintain the house i heard though that you were able to rent it Right? Were there people living there or anything? I think I had heard that there were people renting. Yeah. So there are people out there as a profession that live in these mega homes um, while they sit on the market. Um, They live there rent free, but they have to like take care of them. You know? There's a lot to take care of. 51,000 square feet, too. 51,000. How about this? 19 bedrooms, Mm -hmm. 19 full baths, 16 half baths. Indoor pool, a basketball court, a recording studio, a fitness center, a home theater, multiple guest houses. Mm-hmm. At one point, there was even a, a stripper pole. Yep, I'm sure many. I don't know if that was 50 cents doing or Mike Tyson's yeah. or one of the renters. You never yeah, know. You never know. I've seen a few in other homes. though. <laughs> you, have you? <laughs> I've only seen it once and I I just kept walking. Yeah. Um, yeah. My my buyer wanted to touch it. I said no. <laughs> Can I touch this? Uh, I'm gonna say no because you know what? It you don't know if it's supporting that's anything. That's true. Yeah, I'm like, do not swing on that. But there were seating around it. But the seating was a car seat. It was like a bench seat from like a Cadillac. <laughs> oh wow! It was really interesting. Some weird stuff going on. Where over was there. that? New Britain, Manchester. Now, Fifty Cent's house wouldn't move and. Uh, I read a little bit more about it and mm. why why that is. It's way too nice of a house and way too of expensive a house for even a nice community like Farmington. Oh. Most people who have that kind of money to spend on a house aren't looking to buy a house that is noteworthy yeah. or that would stand out. They'll buy a nice big house, but they don't want 
the one everybody knows. Mm -hmm. And I think especially when Mike Tyson and 50 Cent were the previous owners, there might be some negative connotation associated with that. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why this magnificent home uh, sat for 12 years and sold for 84% off the listing price. You imagine being imagine being that realtor and telling like Mike Tyson and no. then 50 Cent like, hey, I got to do a price reduction. How do you tell a guy that's been <laughs> shot in the face that we need to drop your house right? 84%? <laughs> I, I would be, uh, I'd be a little careful about that. Yeah. No, you I hear could, he's uh, a great guy. You could read all these stories, all the latest news, and uh, some of the funner side of the news here in real estate by visiting ClosingTimePodcast.com. Or you can also go to our Facebook page, Closing Time Podcast. And we're on Insta. You can check out the old Instagram. You can check us out uh, as, a, as a show, the Closing Time Podcast on Instagram. Uh, she is Abby B. Realty. I am Joe McGuire, 629. Now, there was probably a little bit of a misjudgment made by the Connecticut Realtors Association. Typically, you try to stay out of elections. And I mentioned at the beginning of the show that several bills that would have been tough on realtors did not get out of committee, which is absolutely fantastic news. But CTR ramped up its lobbying efforts at the state capitol over the past couple of years, trying to take a larger role in shaping the fiscal and economic policy of a state that, let's be honest, has a lot of issues to the point where they're talking about tolls, they're talking about legalizing marijuana, they're looking at all sorts of different ways to sort of uh, pick up the, the budget deficit that we are in. Now, mm -hmm. CTR stepped up their efforts at influencing state government and for the first time, most of us can recall, actually backed a candidate for governor. That candidate was Republican Bob Stefanowski. They also poured hundreds of thousands of dollars into a political action committee to support him. Meantime, realtors in the last two years have nearly doubled the amount that they've spent on lobbying in Hartford and at state agencies. They launched their own network news uh, warning members about policies that could hurt the industry. Look, that's good. I mean, yeah. that's what CTR is for. Right. However, it looks like they may have misjudged things a little bit. <laughs> they put their eggs in the Bob Stefanowski basket. And as everybody at this point knows, Bob the Builder didn't win. No. Ned Lamont won. And in his two-year, $43 billion budget, Lamont proposed several tax hikes that would really hit the state's home uh, buying industry really hard including taxing real estate commissions and other related services, increasing the conveyance tax on some of the higher-end homes. Realtors say they fret those tax proposals. Um, there are people who kind of wish that maybe CTR hadn't necessarily made that choice. I'm not saying Ned Lamont went after the Realtor Association and the it. Realtors of the state, but it, it sure seems coincidental yeah. that a group that was adamantly opposed to him was one of the first groups that he sort of went after in his budget. Right. It is so, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about this, Joe, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what? It's okay. Maybe you want to process a little bit, kind of think about that. We'd yeah. love to know what you think. 
Love uh, to know. You can definitely go to our Facebook page, Closing Time Podcast, and chime in. I I was honestly, you know, when it happened, I was a little bit surprised. I didn't vote for either uh, Lamont or Stefanowski. Mm-hmm. Um, you can guess who I voted for. There was a third candidate in the election, somebody who I thought uh, actually had a plan. And he talked about the plan. And Ned Lamont really liked uh, Oz Griebel's plan. He said it a bunch of times. I'm not sure Bob Stefanowski had a plan, and I think ultimately that may have hurt him. Now, uh, Ned Lamont maybe wasn't necessarily truthful on a lot of topics. Yeah. And that's obviously caused some angst around the state. Yeah, and I did go to all those um, debates for the realtors. So they had um, Bob and Ned. They got them together, and we went down to um, the Schubert. I went to the one at Schubert. I only went to one. And I think they had them in different locations, um, but they were really, they were really great. Everybody was there, whether you're on you know A side or B side. Um, it was a great turnout to see. Um, and the debates, I don't know, it was, it was hard to tell either way. To be honest, we have such a deficit in Connecticut that something does need to happen. Oh, big. So exactly. So we need to kind of um, talk things out and see what would make sense. I'm not sure that this makes sense. You know, in the grand scheme of things, I think what you saw from the 2016 election to the 2018 midterms and what you're going to see in 2020 is that people in general are much more involved, mm-hmm. much more aware. We saw record turnouts at the midterms. You saw somebody like CTR in the midterms. I know, right? Going at it full throttle, trying to and I and I appreciate what they do and 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 what they do for us and what they were trying to do for us. Great plan if your guy wins. Mm-hmm. Bad plan if your guy loses. Although, look, they continue to go up there. Those those bills didn't get out of committee. So, yeah. so far, so good. So far, so good. For Connecticut realtors. But got to worry about stuff like that. You, you can't know? just um, say, oh, politics are politics. I'm going to stay out of it. But this is our business. Yes. This is our state. This is our livelihood. You have to stay connected. That's why getting those text alerts are so key because I got the text alert and it said, you know, take action and it's three clicks and you, you've taken action. Then you move on with your day. I did it every single time. Every time. Every time they asked ctrealtors.com backslash text. It, you know, it really is a good idea just generally to, to be involved. Anything that affects you in your livelihood, mm-hmm. you know, if you're sitting on the sideline, you're, you're actually hurting yourself. Right. So, you know, sad, Say that it's come to this. Yeah. You know, and, and I and I have heard from some Republican realtors more recently that this is all Democratic realtors' faults. You know, all the idiots who voted for Ned Lamont, as as I as I was told, and I quickly pointed out I didn't I didn't vote for him. <laughs> oh, they were calling you an idiot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did I not relay <laughs> that enough in the story? Yeah. It supposedly it was my fault. Yeah. Um my my simple comment was I'm not sure that it was a great move by CTR to definitively pick a candidate. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of discussion about that. Everything else that they do and that they continue to do, I fully support and I fully appreciate. And as you mentioned, you got the alerts. I got I every single time. Yeah. Um, because this is important to me, and this mm-hmm. is important to you, and this is important to all of us. And so, again, I'm generally politically involved anyway, yes. so it just made sense. 
Um, I guess the thing I really couldn't understand was you had a Democrat and a Republican and neither really had much experience in the way of politics. Mm -hmm. They're both gazillionaires. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the middle class here in Connecticut was like, hmm, who should we go with? Right. Meanwhile, you had an independent candidate who has political experience, actually had a plan in place uh, that he was happy to tell all over the state. People always complain it's either one or the other. You get a viable third option. And you know what people told me? That's what? a protest vote. It's a throwaway. And I was like, I'm not protesting anything. I voted for the guy who I thought. You voted for who you thought would be literally the had a plan in place that he thought could close the budget deficits in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And again, as I mentioned, Ned Lamont loved it. Ned Lamont thought all of Oz Griebel's ideas were fantastic. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, you're going to keep staying involved. Closingtimepodcast.com. That is our website. Uh, as Abby and I mentioned in the previous episode, we have recently teamed up our business mm -hmm. uh, and you can, you can check out our website, closingtimepodcast.com, because we've got our listings up there. We've got all the podcasts. We've got uh, business news. Uh, if you're looking for branding videos, real estate, home video tours, uh, we have got an entire team uh, that's really going to take it to the next level. We're very excited about that. And uh, this goes for other realtors. If you have any interest, we could certainly uh, put you in the right uh Put you in the right direction on stuff like that. Yeah. That kind of stuff is so important these days, especially if you're going to have a website. You know what you need on your website? What? Content. Yes. And it can't just Sometimes be, that's the hardest. can't just be stuff that people are going to read. Right. Videos. Mm -hmm. Videos are so, I mean, that's where, you know, you go on Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. And you're scrolling through, right? You're seeing the videos. They're so, anytime you see your friends in videos, don't you click on it? Of course. I always do. Even when the videos are terrible. <laughs> you know? And it happens sometimes. But you see your friend doing a video, you're like, ah, I better watch this. At least for a few seconds here. Yeah. And I'm going to like it. You know? But it's important to have that kind of content. Uh, there's such great value in it. Again, we were talking about what, what are buyers looking for in a realtor. They're mm. looking for somebody with a reputation. They're looking yeah. for someone that, that is trustworthy and honest, somebody who they can depend on. Mm -hmm. Got to put your best foot forward. And there are so many realtors out there, which is great. I love it. And, the, and there's enough business for everyone. Um, but the industry is changing so much. So the realtors that, um, you know, aren't doing these videos and things like that, I wonder uh, perhaps they may want to start. You know, I mean, there's going to be so many new types of buyers out there. Um, obviously, word of mouth is going to be the biggest way for you to get and referrals are going to be the biggest way for you to get your business. But I feel like you always have to be bobbing and weaving and seeing what's new out there. And right. Videos, marketing yourself, content is huge and consistency. I think people also maybe don't realize how inexpensive it is. Yeah. You know, it seems like something like the big agents in the office do, the ones that are really killing it. And you're like, I couldn't afford that. You probably could. Oh, yeah. You probably could. And, and you know, sometimes I think to make money, you have to spend money. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the more successful people in business, and not just in real estate business, but business in general, have learned that lesson that if you invest in yourself and your product, 
mm-hmm. and your and your services and what you're doing, you invest in that. People are going to see that you're investing in that. Mm-hmm. And there's just something professional about it that that just, I think, carries some weight with the average person. Agreed. You know, you're branding, you're out there, people know who... I mean, right, listen, I, I laugh about this all the time because in this rat race that we call life, what is it all about these days? If you look at things like Facebook and Instagram and... I think real estate agents embody this better than most. It's about name. It's about getting your name out there. I mean, what is Instagram really? Well, it's about scrolling and yeah, yeah. Honestly, there's pictures of me balling. <laughs> I know, right? I am straight balling. That's all Instagram is. It's about getting your name out there. Yeah, it's about being known. Yeah, it that's obviously big out in Hollywood, but that is huge in any local real estate market. I'm at Stop and Shop. I'm doing some grocery shopping. I look down at, you know, the little place where you put your kid to sit, and there's like a realtor's face right there. Yep. What is that all I've about? I've seen that. You know what I mean? Like, But the thing is, not everyone goes to the supermarket to do their shopping. True. People do it online now. Right. So now you have to have your face online. Your That's where they're looking. There. Absolutely. And I love it. I follow all of my um, the realtors in my local market and outside my local market, outside the state. And I love what everyone's doing on Instagram. I watch their stories, and, and I'm so inspired, you know? Um, it's it's really great stuff, and I'm so happy that people are doing it. Um, sometimes it's hard, though, to keep up the consistency. So sometimes you really need a team and um, align yourself with the right professionals to help you with that marketing. You're exactly right. I agree. That's yep. what we've done. Yep, yep. And it's working out splendidly mm-hmm. at this point. As a matter <laughs> of fact, so real quick, I went and I got my taxes done yesterday because mm-hmm. I like to wait. I'm always a big fan of you waiting. You still have time. Yeah. You um, still have time to wait. <laughs> and I was talking to my my tax preparer, and he's a really great guy. And I told him, I'm like, you know, this year is going to be a big real estate year for me. And it got off to a really good start. And uh, I'm going to literally go have a, another meeting with him in two weeks mm-hmm. uh, so that I can, like, plan out my very successful year. And I'm very excited about this. Yeah. You know? I will say this, too. I was very worried, and I'd been reading about people's tax returns not being very good. Mm-hmm. Yours was okay? Mine was pretty dang good. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I well, was very surprised, but very excited. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did end up owing the state of Connecticut. Okay. Which is the second year in a row that's happened. Mm-hmm. Which now, do you do, is so upsetting. You do your taxes once a year. You don't do it quarterly. No, but I, I, I really have to. Yeah, now. that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess now there's even going to be penalties, right? If you don't, <clears throat> yeah. So I didn't do April, but I'm going to start. I'm going to June's the next time where you got to pay your mm-hmm. quarterly taxes, uh, and it's a really good idea that you do that. I'll uh, be your accountability buddy for that. Oh my god, that would be yeah, great because it's important. It really is, and it, you know, honestly, it was something I never really thought of because. I've always sort of done real estate. Mm-hmm. I've never really sunk in until now. And now that I have, there's a lot more that goes that yeah. goes into that. Yeah, it helps out a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I recommend it to all the realtors out there. Oh, yeah. You know, I think everybody should have uh, or should at least make a meeting with a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. You should definitely talk to professionals. I learned a lot about the tax code yesterday from my buddy Glenn. Yeah. Who, uh, Anything notable? Um. 
Probably. Yeah. Probably. I'm not going to think of it now because you just asked, but <laughs> he was like, do you want me to just tell you the bottom line numbers or do you want me to explain it? And I was like, yeah, explain it. Mm-hmm. You know, like the child credit, you know, they doubled the, the, the child care credits. I didn't realize it was doubled. Yes. Yes. So it it's a, what, 2000 Yes. It was 1000 yeah. now. It's so 2, we pay 000. our stay-at-home mothers $2,000 a year to raise our children? Yeah. Okay. So. Good for us. Yeah, in case you were wondering what that's worth. Yeah. The, state of, the, the United States says about two Gs. Yeah. Because I've seen memes online that says a mom, a stay-at-home mom should make like 1.8 mil. Yeah. For all she does. Or 2,000. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess the IRS sees things differently. Anywho. Oh, also, here's the other big takeaway. Uh, the whole tax thing, this Republican tax plan that, that was passed uh, I asked Glenn, I'm like, this is what happens with politicians mm-hmm. come up with tax plans. And he was like, actually, no. Um, he said this was actually done and prepared for by actual accounting people at the IRS. Oh, yes. OK. So this while it seemed like it was a very political thing, the Republican tax plan, in reality, it was actually designed by the IRS and some of the top people in that department. Oh, I did not know. that. No. No. That made me feel better. Because mm-hmm. I don't like when politicians get involved in accounting or science or things they don't know anything about. Because mm-hmm. that's when bad stuff happens. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's when bad stuff happens. Crossing the streams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, closingtimepodcast.com. Once again, that is the website. We'd certainly love to hear from you. So please visit our Facebook page, uh, Closing Time Podcast. You can also check us on Insta yeah. at Closing Time Podcast. And individually, we are Joe McGuire 629 and Abby B Realty. Yes. So episode three in the books. Yeah, I feel good. Another good one. But I would love to hear what you guys think, what you love, what you hate, what you want to hear. Uh, let us know. And two, are you seeing the trends? Uh, are your buyers older? Yeah. And are your buyers looking for new construction? Because mm-hmm. that apparently seems to be uh, the way it's going these days. It'd, it'd be interesting to get some feedback and, and see what kind of business other people are seeing. Because we kind of see it a little bit yeah. upon further review. Because really, on the surface, I didn't think much about it. But yeah. Yeah. That is where it's going. Yeah. And also, let us know what So let us know what you want to see. I know that we're going to be bringing some people on, some industry professionals. Um, I've actually been talking with the head of the PTA in Hamden. Hopefully, we'll be able to get her on. Very nice. Love to hear about school systems and and you know why people um, you know would want to you know hear about school systems and when they're buying a house. Obviously, that's a question that we get a lot. Yep. Um, so yeah, so some exciting things in our future. We'll definitely have to get some mortgage reps on. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, and we know quite a few that are great. We do know quite a few. They certainly do <clears throat> tend to gravitate towards the realtors. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but they're mostly good people. And we love them. Yeah, we certainly do. Yes. Uh, so you'll be definitely hearing from some of those people here in mm-hmm. the coming weeks. Yeah. All right. Well, for Abby Bro, I'm Joe McGuire. Thanks so much for listening to Closing Time Podcast. <laughs>